listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. In the fucking treehouse Again I've been in this fucking treehouse Four days in a row bro I see no pinchy podcast I'm looking into the beautiful eyes of David the Black Belt That's how I have you on my phone Anytime I text you he says David the Black Belt <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen Another episode of the Emo Brown Podcast Today Local entrepreneurs That's what Emo Brown the podcast is all about Celebrating and putting on pedestal local Local entrepreneurs, people who had a vision when they were younger and are actually pulling it off. And goddamn, if this motherfucker didn't do it. From high school, bro. I got compita Andres and compa David. Andres, welcome to the podcast, bro. Tell us a little something about yourself. Tell us a little something about the project you got going on, where it's at, and why I should be excited about it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having us. I it's will great do. to be here. I'm um, excited to be here and share our share our perspective our story our mission you know um our bumps and bruises along the road it's it's uh it's a long time coming it was um chula vista is underrepresented underserved as an area we always say that bro we always say that it's a sleeping giant and just now it's getting poked and we're waking up and just here in chula vista for instance you could have bought weed and cannabis and Tons of different, you know, illegal dispensaries. Well, the cat's out of the bag now. Now now I know what industry you're in. So tell us, the name of the company is? Grasshopper. And it's the first legal dispensary dis delivery service in Chula Vista. Correct. I know that because I talked to the police sergeant this morning. I said, hey, man, give me a little info. List. They're good. They're clean. I was like, yeah. So you guys dotted the I's, crossed the T's, did everything needed to file and open up shop here in Chula Vista. Right. And you're from? Um, Chula Vista. From Chula. Right. I'm honest with that. There's nothing better than that, bro. So what got you into this shit? I mean, I know because I we went to high school together. Right. And I know the high school we went to, Benita High School, who has many accolades, whether it's soccer, whether it's, it's sports, whether the fucking music machine, if you dance around in a nice little sequence outfit, or drugs, bro. Drugs and, and, and Benita High School went hand in hand. I feel like that's where all the other schools came to get their drugs. I wasn't all about that because I played soccer right. and I barely drank. And shit, truth be told, my wifey, from Hilltop is the one who got me into smoking when I was a little later on in life. But ya sabes, that's a Hilltop dude. So, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the venture, bro. Uh, well, the city of Chula Vista opened up a process to start it, uh, allowing applications to be submitted so that you could open up an actual storefront in the city. And like the city of San Diego already had it. So as you know, you could have gone to different collectives throughout the city. They just weren't available in Chula Vista. We just like went to to show how like it had very little importance. So what ended up happening is that a law passing that weed was legal. You can consume cannabis. It's cool, recreational. And that's how it allowed storefronts to open and start selling weed. But what didn't happen is they didn't pass the laws to make it to get actually tax the taxation laws. So it's now it's like November 2018 and they're like, it's going to be on the ballot. Okay. So before it was on the ballot, what I did is, you know, in July, I started looking for properties, started looking for available spaces that would be able to comply with the requirements to open up a said dispensary. Why? What kind of requirements are needed to actually set up a dispensary? Because if it's anything like alcohol, liquor, beer, like the brewery, the bar that we have, it must have been a bitch. 
It, it was a bitch. It was actually the hardest application in the country. I, to get. I don't it doubt it, bro. It was the most yeah. coveted of coveted license, licenses because Chula Vista has the highest consumption of weed. So, I mean. As it relates to what? As it relates to like per. San per, Diego. Oh, per, oh, really? What's the fifth largest city like in California? Yeah, yeah. Right? And just the amount of people we have, the amount of Mexicanos, Filipinos, everybody who consumes cannabis. You know, everybody in between. I mean, it's a huge like melting pot here, yes, right? Yes, sir. So that being said, um, you know, the consumption of cannabis from like recreational use to medicinal use was high. And uh, we, we looked at that window. I was like, you know what? It's going to be on the ballot. People are going to vote it in because they've already voted for it to be legal. So we scrambled, looked for places, set up le long-term leases. I was paying uh, rent for over two years before yep. I even was granted my license. So what requirements... Um, did they mandate? They're like, okay, you have to be like a thousand feet from school, from a church, you know, from any type of um, uh, child activity or anything like that, library or, or whatnot. And of course, like, you know, you had to pass uh, uh, different background checks. You that shit must have been thorough, bro. Because I'm only speaking from background of like ABC shit. And ABC, if you have a DUI, you are no longer eligible to apply for a, a, an ABC license. So you can't open a bar, you can't open a brewery, you can't own it. Can't even have ownership in it. If you have a felony, obviously, they're not allowing you to do that either. So that's beer, bro. Imagínate cannabis, otro nivel. It's probably like everything, bro. They probably pre do like a fucking body check every time you apply for something. Because it just started. Yeah, it's so the, new. The first thing was to go hardcore extreme, you know? So they're like, okay, so the requirements that were, that they mandated in other parts of the city, like, Harold to compare to this, you know, here they're like, okay, well, you're going to open up a spot. You have to be a, a successful business owner with over 10 employees, have sufficient amount of liquid assets to show that you could see this project complete it to its fruition. Yes, sir. And then they're like, okay, or you have to have owned and operated already a legal dispensary in the city, right? Which there's limited of them. You had to had a, a liquor license for, I think it was over five years or 10 years. I'm not sure. So there was different requirements. So, I, I mean, I was able to comply with having a business here in Chola. I have a, a nation, a national, uh, have a national distribution of groceries, and that's my core business. And so I was able to, to basically, you know, uh, suffice that one condition. You checked the boxes. Yeah, I checked that box, and I went out and I found people that were like-minded that would, you know, kind of help build this group where I could present it to the city and uh, get them to ultimately say yes, you know, and that's, that's what ended up happening. Um, besides that application, it was like an interview process with the outside third party because the city really didn't want to be, uh, to hold that type of responsibility, you know, like, oh, he won or he didn't want or have any type of bias with it so they hired like an ask outside escrow company to be like you judge it now yeah these are the best apps bring them in interview them see who uh broker the deal for us be the middleman and uh out of all the applications we are were awarded uh two dis we we're awarded a dispensary in district in district two which is north chula vista right which is bordered right there with the 54 national oh, city. national city Arre. And How many applications were there, bro? Were you were you made aware of what you were up against? Oh, or? there was. I mean, there was tons of applications. It was like 183 applications. And those are of the people who actually checked all of the boxes, like you did. Those are the ones that actually made it. Okay, right? they or made the cut. Submitted submitted an application. I was able to, at the very least, get graded. 
And uh, I mean, you're going up with against huge conglomerates. You know, you got people from Colorado coming in. You got people from Canada. You know, got Jay Z coming in. You had billionaires. I know a few people that applied, and a few people that just kind of bowed out because they said the requirements financially, the liquid that was needed, were like it's just not working out. So they they had to dip out. So just to be in that top 183, man, that that's a that's a success in itself already. You know, just having the idea of pulling off the idea, sitting down, looking what's required, looking at the requirements, getting all the legal fucking paperwork, dealing with the bureaucracy, and then finally sitting down and being like, here, I got it. And then for them to say, hmm, we'll take this guy. Did they ever tell you why you, they took you? Is it like a blind test, bro? It's like, pick Coke over fucking Pepsi. Or did they just say, oh, you know what? Do they do like one-on-one -on -one interviews? Like if you're... Well, basically, they're, they're going to score the application based on like, okay, what was your benefit to the city for sure you know, ultimately what you had to offer what was your plan to execute you know you can't just be like oh you know what i'm gonna put this guy here because you know what he's like good with you know he's an artist and he's gonna like color the inside he's gonna make people buy more i mean mm -hmm, it had mm -hmm. to be you know it had to make sense so um we were able to um present things and yeah i mean we we got judged and graded really high that during the interview process it did quite well and uh, we had actually like a social benefit plan with the city of Chula Vista, which I feel, which I wanted personally have in there because, I mean, I love Chula. Mm. It's my city. I grew up here. I'm raising my kids here. And, um, you know, I just, it, it's a gem. And, uh, you know. I, What's I, not to love about Chula Vista, bro? Come on. We got, we got all of, we got Lolitas, bro. Lolitas. Lolitas. What's up with you, David? How do you play a role in this whole play now, right now? You, I know you, you. I know Glasses told me about it. He's like, dude, David. I said, like, which David? Black Belt David. He's going to be involved in this new project. And I was like, what? Awesome. Yeah, so I'm the, I'm the GM over there at uh, Grasshopper. Grasshopper Delivery in the storefront. We're actually opening up another delivery in Calexico right now. So that and should be the Valle, bro. Imperial Valley is going to love you, motherfucker. February 1st. Um, and but, then there was three. And then there was three. Same protocol opening up over there. Yeah, pretty same much. boxes to check, same application process. Now that you guys are established here in Chula Vista, they made it easier for you, or is Calexico different? Every city is different. Every city has different requirements because, you know, just local. What they find cool here may not fly over there. Exactly. And vice you know, versa. And sometimes you got more rural land out there. It might be easier to find things. It might be more difficult to find property. And uh, that's... Like, that's a big snag, you know, actually finding a, a place with good enough bones where you could do a build out and you're not going to be a nuisance to the, you know, neighboring community. You provide a benefit. People can get in and out, you know, the, the ease of being able to shoot. Ease of access. Of yeah, yeah, all that counts, you know. And I think that that's, it, it, that had a lot to do with it. You know, we put, we had two years to think about it, you know, and make it perfect. It wasn't, we didn't like kind of rush to the end. And uh, I think that's why we shined, you know, so we're killing it. Our, right now, we're going to, our, our place should be open here in the early next quarter. We, uh, yeah. So what is currently operational? Right now, um, go to ghbuds.com and you could order, you could order cannabis anywhere here in San Diego. Nice. It's operational, legal, lab tested cannabis, right? That's yeah, which leads me to the next question. What, where do you procure the cannabis is—is is that something you're willing to disclose or? Absolutely. Word. What's up? Where David, do you guys get it? David's David? actually our. Yeah, David, you handle this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so we we deal with um, legal vendors that uh, distribute from all over California. Um, the the process is actually pretty cool, you know. So they call it seed to sale. Um, 
which is the the BCC's ability to trace every purchase from the plant all the way to the sale. So that's uh, the metric system. Um, everything's 100%. just think like farm to table, pretty much, right? That same mentality, but as it applies to the Absolutely. cannabis industry, for sure, you know, man. And, and any point, you know, they can walk in, they can check inventory, check the tags. COA is basically the quality tests that the plant undergoes. Marijuana is the the most goes under the most rigid testing of all agriculture. You know? We've come a long way from the the bags of Mickey with stems and seeds. Absolutely, that would procured the halls of Chula Vista and Benita, bro. So yeah, it's uh, hey, it's, we needed it though. <laughs> hey, you got to learn somewhere, Papa. You got to learn how to crawl before you walk, walk before you run. And now you guys are sprinting. Absolutely, yeah. The process is, it's crazy. It's a crazy process, but it's it's awesome. It's awesome being able to provide a service to the community of Chula Vista and to uh, offer great cannabis. Bro, I had the mayor on. I had the mayor on the last time was maybe like two months ago. Maybe yeah, a little less than two months ago. Singing your praises, bro. She's like, don't buy from who you guys buy with right now. Like, don't, don't, don't buy from, from your, your local vendor, your local dealer. Like, you got to support. <laughs> you got to support the one legal shop in Chula Vista. I was like, yeah, because you're getting money. I was like, because you're getting money from it right now, you know? <laughs> Think about this, man. Five years ago, it was a pelo to get a brewery approved in Chula Vista, man. It was difficult. It's it's you can't get a liquor license here. It's very difficult to get these things. Go to Eastlake, you can't do that, man. There's nothing out there. You you can grandfather in some sort of restaurant that'll allow you to get a beer license for distri- for for distribution and and manufacturing. But now, fast forward, bro, to 2018, 2019. All of a sudden, like we got dispensaries and we've got um, delivery service. Why do you think that is, bro? All you got to do is follow the money. As soon as they figured out a way to tax it, as soon as they figured out a way to say, oh, they're making $100, I want 15 I want 20 There's all right, cool. This is what we're going to do to facilitate. Andres, open your business here. Not a problem. Just know every dollar you sell, we get 20 cents. And well, I mean, you know the, the power of your product. You know how to market your product. You know who's going to take your product. You know the demographic that's going to be all over it. So you're like, cool, take 20 cents. That's fine. And here you are. But it's, it's crazy because... Chula Vista is very conservative. Chula Vista is, you know, is kind of last to jump on things. But as soon as they saw with beer what happened in North Park and what happened in other places, other pockets in San Diego, they're like, all in, let's do it. Did they do the same thing with cannabis? Did they model another city? Did they model somebody else's like infrastructure that was doing something like this and then said, you know what? Let's get money. I think they pieced a lot of different parts together. I think they were hesitant to like you said it's it's a conservative city you know why because it has like a it's old bro. history it's of old. What, military and whatnot right so uh that being said yeah they you know they just wanted to make sure that they were doing it right yeah and i think there is some value to going in at the end and doing things right you know seeing other people's like shortfalls and failures there's a lot wow. of them yeah, exactly. You know, um, and and just all kinds of other problems and bells that people got into in other cities, lawsuits and things like that. And I think the city here was like, you know what, we're gonna have an application process. We're gonna submit them. Then we're gonna have another company vet them. And I mean, they made it as thorough as it could possibly be. Maybe even too thorough. You they know? try to di- almost disconnect themselves from the whole process, but still be like, you know, but, ultimately be awarded. Like, hey, yeah, we did that. We ch- championed this idea. It was. Uh, it was a. I mean, it was a, like it took a campaign to get it done, you know, and um, and it, and it ended up happening. Um, we're super fortunate 
to be the first in Chula Vista. You know, we we know we're going to provide a big value here, and uh, we and uh, we're all about it. You know, like I, I think some of those bumps and bruises along the way and things like that. Now you just look back at them, and just you know. You laugh. <laughs> You're yeah, like, yeah. You know, they're just like stripes of honor now. You're like, yeah. hey, dude, I, you know, you kind of see what you're what you're made out of, right? Because it, it definitely tests Bro, there's your a lot, there's a lot of dudes that'll just like, they have this brilliant idea and they want to do something. But as soon as like, it just, it's, and it's more than just finding a location. Because like you said, most businesses that require this kind of thorough, like background check, bars, breweries, dispensaries, you got to have a fucking lease in hand, bro. You can't you can't get uh, apply for anything unless you've already procured a lease. You got a property. You're letting everybody know exactly what it's what it is you're gonna do. People don't understand that shit. You're paying before you're even playing. You know you're already like you're you're, you're pot committed. You have to sign the lease. In some cases, the, the landlord they ain't gonna play games with you. Like man, you're you're in my spot. Rent's due on the first. But I ain't gonna open until the process is done. Yeah, rent's due on the first, my man. You know, so it's like. It's not easy to do what you did. You know, it's not easy to be an entrepreneur, but obviously this is something that you said that it was always been a a dream. It's always been a vision. You pulled it off. So it takes a a certain kind of like person to get through the beginning process, the bullshit in the middle, and then finally sprinting to the end. Because like you said, man, as soon as you actually get to see that prize, as soon as you see that black belt, it's like, fuck, I got a brown belt with three stripes. Is there. I see it. It's like you just duck your head and you just want to sprint through the finish line and be like, all right, cool. Now what's next? You know? And I mean, you have to worry about yourself. You have to focus on yourself. And I think that that's one thing that throughout the process, yeah, it was like sleepless nights. You're stressing, you know, like, wow, man, what did I get myself into? That shit hasn't ended, bro. Every person <laughs> throwing that out there. Yes, but it's just a different type yeah, of stress. Yeah, it has a whole different kind of stress I can imagine. But, um, you know, it was just... Uh, you always have to worry about yourself and just be, say, you know what I'm going to do me? I'm going to work on me. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to submit my application. I'm going to do the best that I can. You start hearing rumors like, oh, you know who submitted an application like Jay-Z or this. Does that bother you? From Canada or whatever. Well, well one part of the application process was the liquid assets, right? Mm-hmm. So if somebody comes in with a billion dollars, well, that's where he's just set the curve, right? Yeah, but I mean, that's just one aspect of what they're looking for. It absolutely is. But at that time. It's an important aspect. You know, but but it's one of probably what like 15, 20, 25 things that they're looking for. For sure. So so it wasn't all about the money. For sure. It was. And I mean, we put our life and I mean, we put our soul into that application, you know, and it was a lot of people involved in it. Um, we're really proud of it. That's all you should be, man. You guys are doing something nobody else has done legally in Chula Vista. Fuck. When was it? It was about a year ago when all of the, the other dispensaries just, you started seeing them fall like dominoes. Beep, 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 beep. It's like, oh, I used to go here. Then boom, that one was gone. And then, okay, then I'll just go boom, then that one was gone. And then it was like, something's happening because they're all shutting down. So the city's getting, you know, they, they brought out their bulldozers and just said, let's clear the path because now they fucking want my money. As soon as they start messing with their money, it's like, no, okay, close all of them down. And let's just make sure that we focus on Grasshopper and get them up and running. How many applications are out for new ones now? Or more importantly, how many is Chula Vista allowing to operate in, here in the in the city? There was two uh, brick and mortars, two storefronts awarded per district. And we got four districts. Four districts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one delivery per district. And we were awarded the storefront here in, in District 2, like near the village. And one in East Lake is a delivery. So there's going to be... You know, there's going to be another eight or another seven or eight. 
There are going to be eight storefronts and another four deliveries, specifically in Chula Vista. Your delivery service, is it allowed to deliver to National City? Correct. Is it allowed to deliver outside of the South Bay area? Are you are you bound by any district boundaries, anything, city limits? All over San Diego. All over San Diego County. Oh, shit, bro. Yeah. So in, in your industry, are is it a big deal that there's going to be a, like eight other ones similar to yours? Or is the is the demand such that it's like it's warranted? Like whatever, the more the merrier. I feel the more the merrier. Awesome. I really do. I mean, I feel people go to downtown because there's a shit ton of bars. Yep. Why do people go not to Third Avenue? Not you because know? there's one bar, right? And then also, I guess it gives you an opportunity to see how you're doing. Judge yourself. Push your bar, right? Keep you're it like, moving. Hey, well, I mean, so our our goal is is easy. You know, our goal is like we want to be number one in Chola, right? We, we want to like concentrate on like intensity here, where other people are like, oh, you know. Um, we want to be a number one in different cities. Like our, our, like our market's Chula Vista, you know? So we want to be like the number one delivery in Chula Vista. And when that storefront opens up, we want to be number one here. Fuck yeah. Kill it. Why? Because we we're from here. We know the people we live here. You're going to run into us at Lolita's. You're going to run into us at fucking L and L, right? You're going to see us here in Chula. So, uh, you know, um, it, it's an important part of giving back. And I think, that that's also had might have had something to do with our application. You know, we have like a portion of our of the proceeds that we make that goes back to the city of Chula Vista, specifically for like the arts, cultural arts. You need to put a parade on Veterans Day. You know, Lemon Fest, anything like that to help develop the city. Yeah. You know why? Because I mean, we need money here. Because there's potholes on my block, bro. Because the mayor lives on my block and there's potholes on it, you know? <laughs> I mean, you got potholes. You got, like, murals that are half-finished. Yeah. You got schools that need funding. There's And you, and you got people that need jobs. Yeah, so, the I list mean, is never-ending, bro. Right. You know, there's always going to be a, a requirements and, and pockets to, to line in Chula Vista. So here we are. We're creating jobs. Yes, sir. Right? We're providing a service. To the city of Chula Vista. I mean, everywhere else in, in, in San Diego, you could have gone in there and bought weed, see, oh, what it has. And okay, 35% THC, okay. Does it have any pesticides? No, right? Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. here they didn't get, you know, I mean, here, now people, you go in there, you know what you're putting in your body, you know what you're smoking. More than ever now, people care to the next level about what they're putting in their body. I mean, body. people care about what kind of shampoo they're wearing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, Agreed. you know. People so, ask us all the time, what, kind, what do you use in your beer? Are you a non-GMO? Is it a vegan? And I'm like, man, all of those things. But all of a sudden, really? <laughs> it's like, where, where did that come from? You know, so now, and I get it. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that is something people are paying more closer attention to. But you just got to stay on top of that, you know? Okay. Let me talk to you a little bit about the inner workings of what you guys currently do. So you guys currently do distribution. I'm sorry, d delivery. Better than delivery here and all throughout San Diego. You said you're going to open in, in the first month of the second quarter as a storefront. What's that experience all about? What can somebody who has never been to a dispensary expect to walk into Grasshopper, I can Chula Vista? What am I looking at? How much money should I bring? <laughs> well, you could, ex I mean, you're going to expect to experience like a full cannabis experience. You know, you're going to have a knowledgeable staff. So, I mean, from, you know, basically new smokers, right? All the way up to, to your experts. Um, wide range of different products, vapes, concentrates, flour, pre-rolls, gummies, edibles. I mean, a whole gambit of different products, right? And uh, we plan to have just the best menu available. 
and quite frankly, the best prices. That's really how we've differentiated ourselves. We make it a point to go out and get the best that we could possibly can at the best value to provide that value here. If, and I mean, honestly, I, I feel, and I could say that like hundred percent comfortable with all the credibility because I mean, jump on our website, jump on other people's website. You'll find that one, our cannabis is, is, you know, second to none or on par with anybody else's as far as brands, percentages, whatever it is that you're looking for. You're looking for something that like won the cannabis cup or the high times cup, or you're looking just for something uh, budget friendly. You're you got gonna, it. You're going to find it there. Right. And I think that, you know, David spent a lot of time looking at the market, seeing what people had to, had to offer and provide a better value in both like what you're paying for it and what, what you're getting, you know? So, um, I'm, you know, what people could experience, I mean, they're going to experience the best. We're oh, not yeah. cutting any corners. You know, I had like a local design company from Chula Vista design that, uh, design that dispensary. I mean, when I'm telling you, it's not cut, cutting any corners, not cutting any corners, right? It's going to be, um, the inside is just state of the art in materials, right? New equipment, um, everything in there is going brand new. Not a, not one thing has been refurbished or anything like that. Right. It's going, because I mean, I want people to go there and, and it be an experience, um, to not want to leave. Right. Or, or want to go back as much as they can because they like the people, they like what we have to offer. And we like the people here too. Right. I mean, we could, shit, we could live outside the city, but we don't, we want to live in Chula. We want to have our business here in Chula. We're raising our kids in Chula and, uh, that's what we're about, man. You know how awesome it is to just like, one, I, well, we knew each other already from high school, but two, it's like we're both doing parallel things and we both spit the same shit, bro. You know, it's like the same thing that 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 you're saying it echoes with the same thing that other people that have come. And I had Phil Davis in here yesterday and, and we were talking about, you know, him growing up in Pennsylvania, ultimately visiting here, started training at Alliance. And then he said, you know, I'm anchoring down, bro. I'm not going anywhere. This is this is home now. And and then you talk to other, like you talk to Farfan, dude, you talk to Georgie, he came in, we shot the shit, you know, his family business has been in operation for over 30 years. He's a, he's a South Bay boy here from Chula Vista. You know, you talk to the mayor, she's from Chula Vista. She's like, she was dropping knowledge back from when she was growing up. Her family wasn't allowed to live in certain areas of Chula Vista because Mexicans weren't allowed to own property in those areas. So it's like, one, the town has come a long way. Two, the generation that we're from, we seem to be doing things the right way because here we are pushing the envelope to the next level, bringing cannabis to the county, bringing cannabis to the city, you know, bringing beer to the city, bringing liquor to the city, bringing things that have always been desired, but have never been a possibility to do in Chula Vista. They're ultimately, being, they're being imported. Yeah, ultimately pushing people and their and their and their business ideas out. Like, oh, that's a good idea. You can't do it here though. You got go to East County, you know. Go North County and do that. You know, no, you, you can't do that here. And now they, they have the foresight to actually be like, oh, you know what? There's money here for everybody. You know, there's opportunity here. Let's 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 cultivate. Let's embrace these these people that are actually taking it uh, taking a risk, bro. I mean, ultimately, that's a financial risk. There's a lot of risks involved with opening a business. There's a lot of risk with opening. I'm assuming the cannabis business. You know, I I can't even begin to understand what it is to operate this on a day to day basis. Ultimately, it's a blueprint of how to operate this business as it relates to your distribution and groceries and in produce. But it's like, fuck, man, it must come with a lot more pitfalls than anything else. Like, what's the what's what what gives you the major headache right now? And this is even before your dispensary opens. 
because I'm pretty sure that'll provide David a whole lot more headaches. Because that's why you're getting this boy here, so he can fucking bring his black belt out. But what kind of headaches do you anticipate facing? Like, what's your what's going to be the main worry that's going to keep you up at night? Just getting everybody up to speed, you know. Um, that's that's predominantly. I mean, if there's ever a concern, it's just making sure that the people that you have that you're supporting them, so that I mean, they could do their job, right? So mainly, it's just. The, the biggest obstacle is going to be bringing on people. I mean, that this dispensary here, we're going to have 50, 70 employees there probably. I mean, at, at our other place, I mean, our employee count has been growing. So it's, I mean, we're, uh, we're, we're pumped for that, you know, because it's creating jobs, that whole deal. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you're bringing on people to succeed, right? So you have like a limited amount of time. You want to get them up to speed. You want to train them. You want to invest in them so that... So that you can feel comfortable that they're doing their job to the best. That Representing your brand to the fullest, bro. Exactly. So between now and, you know, the next couple months, well, yeah, I mean, it's crunch time. Why? Because we got to bring up all those people. we got to train them. we got to do the background checks. we got to get them up to speed, right? And uh, But it's all good challenges, man. It, yeah, yeah. it really is. You know, I think... I mean, that's the attitude to have. You're, you're going to yeah. have stress either way. It's like... That right there, like worrying about like hiring people, that's good stress. Like yeah. when I didn't, you know, when we were like, oh man, is this going to go through? Or, you know, did we throw like- Only level of stresses. Yeah. You know, did you throw away like 24 months worth of rent away, you know, on two spots? You're like, I don't know. Right. I mean, that's type of stress were the ones that were just, you know, you might not bounce back from those. This type of stress, you're like, you know what? I'm going to see it through. Yeah. Ultimately, you're dealing with a product that alleviates stress. So you ain't got to worry too much about it. You know, it's like, fuck, I can't sleep too much of my mind. Ah, you know what? I, 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 I got some, I got something for that shit right quick. Yeah. You know, no, that, that that's awesome, man. Um, how does the, the delivery service work? You go online, you just pay, you do everything there. You look, is there like a menu that I can go down? Like me, I usually smoke at night, you know, and yeah, because there's too much shit going on during the day, and then I'm done with it. So I'm like, fuck, if I don't have anything, what time do you guys close? Can I get it like at 9 p.m.? Can I get it at 10 p.m.? So we're open at 8 in the morning, and we close at 10. Oh, okay. Um, you can go onto our website, ghbuds.com, place an order, um, scroll through flowers, edibles, vape carts, concentrates. Everything. Everything. Place the order, enter your address, send a picture of your ID or medical verification. Either or or both? Both. Well, if it's a medical patient, yes, both. Um, if it's just a regular, it's just a, a, a dad, use, you know, a yeah. busy dad with a lot of responsibilities. Yeah, as long as you're 21 and up, cool. send a picture of your ID. We we deliver to that address on the ID, and that's how it goes. That's a wrap. You can yep. call your order in too. Yeah, if they, if, if yeah. you're feeling lonely, yeah, if you want to call the chat line. You yeah. can just call in and hey, David, what are you wearing? I'd like a, I'd like a little something to put me to sleep tonight. Yeah, we have experienced dispatchers that'll walk you through the menu. Damn. Let's say you have a backache, we can give you some. You know, some cream to rub on that back, make you feel better. Some indica to get you nice and sleepy. So Hell you know, yeah, dude. You know? You guys are taking it to the next level, though. You, you guys are trying to, well, not trying to. You guys are washing away the, the misconception is, like, all sneaky and shit. You know, like, you know, once upon a time, we were all young. It's like, now I'm out and about. I tell my mom and dad, ah, oh, fuck, I'm going to smoke, whatever, you know? Like, but before, they cut them my mamas, bro. You know? Like, it, it was a whole different pedo. I remember having parties at the house and people smoked, and my dad would, like, Motherfucker was like Bill Nye the science guy. He would be looking, combing through the grass and seeing what was left behind. He's like, Pasoki, get Pasoki. And I'm like, damn. But now it's like, you know, it's become so, so acceptable. I almost feel that drinking has become more frowned upon 
than actually using cannabis. Because using cannabis, like you were mentioning, bro, is more than smoking. I mean, it's more than vaping. It's creams, it's edibles, shit. I've seen drinks. Am I tripping or have I seen drinks? Okay, there's drinks, there's there's everything. Shit, my dad used to talk shit and then I I gave him something. I was like, here you go, papa. He put it it where it hurts. And now I was like, oh, mijo, está bien. Me gusta esta madre, está bien. So it's like, it's just become acceptable, bro. And you want to talk about conservative, Mexican parents are conservative, bro. Mexican parents are probably the most conservative people that you'll come across because they shit on everything before you even say, what do you know about this? It's like you got to sell them on something. You got you to gotta make sure you get first that has that first barrier. I, get, I want to play soccer. Motherfucker, what you know about soccer? You don't know nothing about soccer. Daddy, I want to open a restaurant. So it's like, I feel like we were, we were born into something to, to like succeed. We, the first thing you're always going to get is like doubt. Oh, man, it's never going to work. It's not going to do this. But now it's like we've washed that away so much so that, fuck, marijuana is allowed. Allowed to be talked about, you know, allowed to be this. You can talk more freely about this than anything else, bro. So that is awesome. I'm happy I can go on the website and order because I don't leave the house very very much, man. I said, shit, look, we're in a treehouse right now. Where are my kids' treehouse doing this podcast? And you know what? Fuck it. When everything gets back to normal, bro, I'm going to keep it up here because everybody who comes there is like, bro, you're in the treehouse. I was like, yeah, that's what we're doing the podcast. Like, this is the only way to get it done. But my kids don't use it. Love it. These kids, they they little weenies ain't using it. So I'm like, you know what? And uh, we 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 just linked up with the guy that's gonna do like all of our our video, and he just finished our website, and that's what he focuses on, dude. He does. His name's Eric Casas, and he focuses on just the digital aspect of things. He's like, bro, let's get some cameras. I'll put it down there. We'll chop it up, 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 up. Get your YouTube channel rolling. I was like, ah, oh. just like anything else, bro. You got You gotta take a little time and and realize is this what you want to do? What's next? What's next for you? What do you, what do you want to do now that you've got you've got the highly coveted license, bro? The license that everybody wants in your industry, but only you have right now. You're going to Calexico. Where else are you going with this shit? One, we're gonna see this out. We're gonna make sure that this is the best that we're living up to what we're saying, right? Knock out this, and then just keep our momentum going. Um, we're we're not ready to stop, right? But first. Make sure that this, that our baby is like just growing up, ready to go to college here and just, you know, before we start going out to other cities and, um, and yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, you the just plan, own your backyard. The, the plan is just to keep this going, right? Um, because we got a good team right now. We got a winning team, right? We just won uh, two of the most coveted licenses. So, so why stop there? Mm-hmm. So if anything, it's time to double down, make sure that, you know, you're following through what you said you're going to follow through. And, uh, and I believe like in intensity, right. Ex- over extensity. Like I want to make sure that this is like, we're, we're focusing as much as we can here, um, before we start spreading ourselves too thin. But yeah, I mean, the goal is to have grasshoppers up and down the state. Oof. Right. People I can already think, see it. Bro. Think, think of pe- people think about cannabis. They're like, Oh shit, I'm going to call grasshopper. Right. Um, people think about going into dispensary, they're thinking about going into grasshopper. So ultimately, that's that's our plan. Um, we feel confident that, that we could do it. We have all the energy, you know, and um, and motivation to do it, all the passion uh, to do it, and uh, and we're ready, you know. Um, now it's just a matter of like keeping our, our and, and I mean we basically we, we're dialed in with with uh, with the requirements and th- stuff like that for other cities, you know. So with a, another city pops up. 
national city or whatnot. Like, hey, you know what? Open up. We're uh, looking to put a a legal dispensary here. Well, who who better than us? We we feel like, quite honestly, like we're the best. Like we should get it because um, because because you went through the process and yeah. you're from the South Bay. Exactly. So tell me about Grasshopper, the name, bro. I mean, that's <laughs> that's a great name. Like when it comes down to it, just the way I'm seeing it from the outside looking in, it's like, oh man, that's a great name strictly for like distribution. You know, you hop in grass wherever you need it. We got you. We got you. How'd you guys come up with that? Um, it was just one of those things like a play on words. You know, yeah, yeah. you start thinking like, oh, and you start kicking around a, di- a, a couple different names, right? When you're, and there, we, you know, we're in the office. It just kind of popped up. Boom. And like, you know, there we go. You know, David was able to come up with the logo, and uh, we just thought that it was it fit perfect, right? And we're it does, like, man. We're <laughs> like, man. And and you know, I'm digging the logo. I like the grasshopper. I like the subtle message, you know, because you could rock the shirt or the hat, whatever. You can walk around with your kids. It's not saying like, hey, you know, smoke weed every day on it or anything uh-huh. like that. You know, it's subtle, and uh, and, and that's basically how we wanted to ke- to keep it. You know, and um, but we yeah, man, we uh, we get that a lot. Like the city's like, oh shit, dude, we love the name. Of course, because like you said, you, you're, you're hiding it almost behind a small veil, a thin veil, yeah. thin enough to know it's like, oh, it's not called Weed R Us, you know? Right. You know, it, it's, it's like Grasshopper, you know? And then that's the kind of name that'll just carry that shit all, like you said, up and down California. It's yeah. not in your face. It's not like, ah, belligerent, like in your, it's not like three punk ales, you know? Like, <laughs> even though my kids rock my shit, bro. They rock their shit to school and they haven't... Well, when there was school, they haven't gotten anything said to them. Some of their teachers wear that shit. Right. <laughs> when you were building this, was there one person in the city that was, like, very instrumental and in holding your hand and walking you through the process? Was it somebody that just threw a bunch of paperwork at you and said, and come back when you're ready? Like, is there somebody that you can, like, give thanks or just kind of, like, praise for, for helping you out in this whole process? I, I mean, uh, well, in District 2, our council... You know, our councilwoman, Jill Galvez, and in, in, and uh, out in District 1, John McCann. You know, they've had, you know, they had a, the actual application process was outside of their hands, you know. But once, they've always been someone that you can go inquire to, you know. and You need and, that, man. And, and just like an advocate, you know. And John has been, I'm like, hey, John, we need this or... Uh, you know, we're, we're um, inquiring about this and at the very least they could point you in the right direction. Right. So you're not making like a million phone calls and like getting a, getting a voicemail. So the city, I, I know some people had different experiences with the city. I had great experiences with the city because I think I came in in a period at the end where they were ready for it, you know, and they had like a process in play because I mean, legitimately a lot of people wanted to do it. You know, they wanted to do it five years ago. Yep. But they couldn't because, you know, they're, they're trying to take an application in there and get a business license where it just, I mean, there's nowhere to, to stamp it. Yeah. So they, it was just like, you know, your, it was like your mail was just going to going nowhere. And when they were able to open it up, you know, when they're actually able to, to take that application, well, um, you know, it, it just so happens that it was good timing for us too. City of Chula Vista is very forward thinking now. Um, fortunately for you, fortunately for me, it's like we, we did come around at a time where they were willing to listen, but it doesn't matter. Like we said, how much money you have, how much of a big name you've established for yourself or anything, man, ultimately you need somebody on the inside fighting your fight for you. Cause 
from the outside, we can just be letting them know, hey, we need this, we need this. But it's like if you have that Jill Galvez, you know, for us, it was Scott Donaghy and they're fighting for us. Like, hey, we need these breweries. We need these bars. We need a dispensary. We need this kind of like a delivery service available. So I tip my cap for them because I'm sure there's still cities that kind of frown upon what these guys are doing. But therefore, we're thinking enough to know that in a year, in two years, shit, Chula Vista, Chula Vista might have free Wi-Fi all throughout the city. Why? Because businesses like yours came through and there's enough tax revenue being generated that they will be able to implement some sort of infrastructure like that. So what people need to realize is that don't sell yourself short. Don't like feel like, oh, we don't want that in our neighborhood. Marijuana in our neighborhood. Somebody selling weed here legally. Those mentalities slowly die, you know? And why do they die? They die because opportunity grows from there. Yeah, man, we're excited, bro. We're so pumped. I'm pumped for you guys. Shit. I'm not even that big of a pod, but I'm fucking excited for you guys because it seems like this thing is going to go to the next level. What about you, David? You always look like you got something exciting to say. Tell me, fuck, you're on the edge of your seat. I see it. I'm excited, man. Yeah? I see the opportunity and the just the opportunity to give back to the community. Um, I love Chula Vista and just being able to be a part of the process and learn something new. and Selling weed's fun, right? Right. How can you take the fun out of selling weed? That's what he always uh, says to me when I get a little stressed out. He's all, don't take the fun out of selling weed. Ultimately, it's weed, bro. Absolutely. You know, that it's, ultimately, it's weed. There's no bad days. You're, you're, you're selling in a product that people will, are willing to line up for and buy from you. You know, you don't have to cold call people. Hey, I'm selling marijuana. and Would you like some? It's like, no. It's like, hey, you're selling weed? Yeah, I'll take some. You know, it's like people are going to come to you. People are going to seek you guys out. It's not something that legitimately you've got to go on there and do. Um, which leads me to another question, social media, social media presence. How Are you guys restricted in any way in the way you market and the way you advertise and the way you promote the brand? Like what, what goes on with that? Yes, there's some uh, rules that we have to abide by on social media. All right. Um, we're not allowed to like directly sell it or like say, hey, we have these at this price or this. You know, I always see something like that on, on your guys, or not on your guys, but in the industry, like uh, social media is like not nothing sale. is for sale or yeah, some shit like that. Nothing is for sale. Um, why? why? Why is that? What it, Just uh, Who governs you guys? Uh, Instagram. Instagram or Facebook, you know, they'll shut your, you'll get 10,000, 30,000 followers and they'll, sh- they'll come through one day and shut you down. You know, so if you don't play by their rules, it's kind of hard to. Is social media a big avenue for you guys to promote the brand? A hundred percent. Yeah, social media is is everything in your brand. Social media, um, yeah, social media rules right now. You know, everybody goes to social media, IG, Facebook for their news. You know, for their advertisements. You know, like for cannabis, every everything. You know, if if I want to look up a new brand, I check social media first. You know. I've contacted vendors through IG just because I can't get their phone number. Should I reach out to you guys about it? I was like, man, yeah. Grasshopper in Chula Vista? What? Let's do this. I want to learn more about this. So I'm assuming I reach out to you. Yep. Yeah? Yep. And he's like, let me let me talk to uh, some people and float the idea, see what they think. <laughs> let me float this idea. Well, what kind of questions will you be asking them? And I was like, I just want to know all about like how you guys got involved, what you're doing. You did a good job. You did a great job because yeah, you text me like maybe a day or two later. It's like, hey man, let's do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, and it's awesome because I before before the pandemic, before the Rona, I used to train jujitsu. I'm just a lowly fat white white belt, but it was fun. And now it's like you picked a great guy for to to represent the brand, man. Dave, David's a stand up guy, 
everybody everybody in in that industry of like jujitsu knows all about David and 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 you're just a swell guy in jujitsu, bro. I, I feel I feel like everyone knows you. Nobody's got anything bad to say about you, and you parlayed that into a fucking opportunity to grow a different brand. Yeah, man. There's there's just so much to be excited about, you know. It's, Andres is a great dude, great friend, you know, and just great vision, you know. And, you know, if there's something to be done, he wants to do it. Boom, gentlemen. Thank you very much for cruising through. Unless you got something else to float my way, Andres. Thank you more, brother. Oh yeah, let here. us know, man. If there's anything, me or, or or the the emo brown or the bars or the breweries or anything we can do to help support and let us know. We're, we're I'm always on board to help people who are from from Chula Vista, especially fools that I grew up with and went to school with. Damn, no mames. When you came up, you're like, you remember me, fool? It's like, like, take off them glasses. I can't see you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's a trip, man. Another Bonita Vista high product. Jesus Christ. I was talking to Tom from the Balboa. He's a Bonita Vista high product, you oh, know? Shit. The dude, como se llama el compita? There's been a lot. Steve Padilla, mm -hmm. uh, councilman, you know, like, he's another Bonita Vista high school product. So you just kind of go down the list and it's like, fucking Phil Davis. Teaches wrestling at Bonita Vista High School. So ultimately, everything in the South Bay, for some reason, everyone shitted on us, bro. Everyone shitted on us. They thought we were like like prissy, prissy little uppities, but they didn't go to the school and they didn't see what went on. Ultimately, they did something right. They're creating a lot of people that are doing things. So, I love it, man. Entrepreneurship. Thank you for coming in, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you more. If anybody needs to reach out, we'll post all the links on, the, on our website, on the Instagram, and on the link for the podcast. Thank you guys very much. That is a wrap for this episode of the Emo Brown, the Saddest Mexican podcast. Make sure to give us a follow on Instagram at Emo Brown. Give us a shout out at Twitter. We're on there too. And at Facebook, for those of you who still use Facebook, we're on there as well. More importantly, give us a visit at EmoBrown.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, all of the merch. There's more merch coming as well as access to the Patreon club. Joining the Emo Brown Social Club. Don't be a stranger. Hop on in there. Join. Submit. Follow. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Big things are coming. Blasting through high,